Bob. He's a four-time tire rotation champion. When he was a baby, his first words were automatic transmission fluid. Bob's so cool, he has engine coolant running through his veins. And then there's Kyle, also known as Premium Unleaded. Legend has it that Kyle can change your oil with his toes and that he can tell your tire's air pressure just by how you're walking. He's Bob, he's Kyle, and every Saturday morning they morph together to form the greatest superhero known to man, Mr. Mechanic. Check engine lights don't stand a chance. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show on 1110 KFAB. Good Saturday morning to you. This is the Mr. Mechanic Show, 558-1110. The numbers to call and get in. Get in early so we can help you answer those questions. Uh, this is an interactive call-in show, so we're going to have some articles and things to talk about, but uh, we rely on you to call so we can answer those particular questions or, you know, whether you got trying to buy a new car, if you can find a new car, trying to find a used one, uh, trying to fix what you have. A lot of people are fixing up what they have, um, you know, a lot of different things. Restoration. Restoration, yeah. Uh, we are Buchanan Service Centers at 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge, and Guaranteed Breaks, 49th Avenue and Dodge. You know, what's... Uh, Let's try to figure out what, what your problem is today. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of cars. I was talking to somebody yesterday about um, one of the dealerships about they're having a hard time getting parts because most cars will go about 10 years, and then they kind of get rid of the parts. Yeah, the dealership obsoletes them. Yeah, obsoletes them. And a lot of people, they're getting a lot of calls for cars, that, trucks and cars, and they're trying to keep up what they have versus to, trying to go trade in. They finally said, you know, I need that new car. I don't think I need that new car. It's going to take me six months to get it. I think I'm over it. I think I'll just figure fix up what I have. Yeah. But he says, well, we used to sell this stuff all the time, and we just can't get it. You know who's buying up a lot of that stuff, that surplus hmm. discontinued parts? Amazon. Oh, really? You can get on Amazon and find obsolete parts. There was a hose we were looking for. None of the parts houses had it. Dealership said it was obsolete. Amazon.com, 16 bucks. Oh, really? Have it here this week. Well, you know, I, I will say that I did find, you're, you're exactly right, and I forgot about that. Last week, I there was a part for a rear window in a Toyota, uh, Toyota product that we had, and I could not find it. It had, was obsolete. Mm-hmm. Not it wasn't obsoleted, but they, it was not in stock, and they didn't know when the release date was going to be because sure. they couldn't get parts, and I did find it on eBay. Yeah. Brand new. Um, somebody had already had it, and uh, so that's how we shipped it in and got it. I Otherwise, will say when you buy from those places, do a little bit of research, look at the yeah. part number that they have, and maybe just use Google to cross that to make sure they yep. aren't just selling you a generic part. Yep, yep. And this was, and that's exactly what I did to make sure what yeah. what I wanted. But otherwise, we wouldn't have been able to get this because there wasn't one in the country. There wasn't one projected to be made, and anybody that had one probably was holding on to it. But it wasn't a very common part. Sure. The interesting part it was is it fit like. 18 years in this mm-hmm. particular vehicle, you think you'd have one. Somewhere. No, it's been no. that way since the dawn of time. No. So we were able to get it, get her back on the road, get the window up and down. So that's kind of how you, but you can't always, you know, rely. I did order a, a mirror f- mirrors for a Saab the other day. How'd that but work out? I got the part. Looks like it's going to work. Hey. You know, I couldn't find it anywhere else. You can't buy Saab parts. Those, yeah. those of you that are driving Saabs. Generally, you say that over the phone, somebody will hang up on you. <laughs> if you have a Saab, you probably need to go look for another one so you've got parts because, uh, they, you know, they haven't been made in a long year, long time. You know, hers is still in great shape. She takes great care of it. But 
some point we just there's something major going to go bad and we're not going to be able to to get it fix it do anything with it but that's part of part of how that works but that's kind of what happens is that you know a lot of those are going to go to secondary things so like lmc trucks has a lot of that stuff you're going to go to that aftermarket supplier to get all that you know for your old restoration cars that you used to get well now you can probably have to go and get that from well they have catalogs all the way up to 2008 now yeah i, I figured they would yeah probably about you know that that amount in that's where you're gonna have to go get all your parts have you ever been to that place no go down there and ask them for a tour they'll walk you around the whole thing it's a huge place yeah yeah there's some guy just waiting to walk you around and tell you about everything <laughs> You know, a big thing going on this weekend too is the uh, the O'Reilly's World of Wheels down at the uh, yeah the Hot Rod Show. Yeah, Hot Rod Show. Get to see all those cars where people bring out their normal everyday rides and get to go see those ones that uh, maybe they drove it to the to the facility there. Um, and then you get to see the ones that never seen first gear. Never seen first gear. It's always been uh, four guys pushing them back. You know, three hundred dollars starter hooked up to a dead battery that doesn't need a charge because it ain't gonna run. <laughs> <laughs> They're all chromed out. It all looks cool, yeah. uh, but you know, looking cool and driving are two different things. I mean, you just gotta. Everything I've always had, I've it's never it's always been nice, but I wanted to drive it. You got to get out and. Yeah, there's a certain plane that you cross between. Uh, do I want to chrome the inner fenders? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Chrome no, the, we probably shouldn't do that. Chrome in the brake rotors just uh, doesn't do anything but uh, make it look cool, and yeah. that's about it. You get to spend a couple hundred thousand dollars on something that don't move, but no, it's fun to get out and drive. And then once you drive down the road, people look around like, "What is that?" And they smile, they give you a wave, thumbs up, wish they had it. Uh, they want to ride, but there's no you can't can't yeah. do passengers. I don't know you that well, right? So <laughs> here's an article I found, Kyle. It's um, partnership between Airstream and Porsche. Oh, gosh. Why? Is that what that picture is right there? That's what that picture is, you know, and it's it's got a little uh, – it's basically an Airstream that has been – It looks like one of those public restrooms in London. <laughs> it kinda, it's exactly what it looks like. It kind of does look like that. You know, I think the Porsche part of it was the wheels. We can see the wheels. And got then, 20s. And they threw, yeah, I got 20s. And then they threw the uh, the kind of the styling. They they made it even more sleek than what a normal Airstream is. This just looks modern. Looks like a toaster. It does kind of look like a toaster. You're right. It looks like to- a, a toaster with a couple of wheels. And, like the uh, kind of toaster that would burn the Porsche emblem into your toast. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> but you know, I mean, why not? I mean, it's uh, it's an E-Stream. It's a concept. So it's an, e- uh, it's an E-Stream concept. You know, there and there's a lot of other places that are working like that. Campers are becoming one of the big things out there. You know, yeah. I think was it I heard they built over a million plus campers. I think last year. Isn't that wild? And that's about up. That is up from like oh about three hundred thousand. So I, I think I think last the year before was and that's the rough numbers that I heard was somewhere about seven hundred thousand a year. So to build an extra three hundred thousand is a lot. But you see them all over the place. If you're on the, you know, if you're traveling anywhere on the interstate and you, you know, going from Omaha to Lincoln, you, it seems like everybody's the going. The closer to, you get to like a big yeah, tourist yeah. destination, you see a bunch of them. Yeah, like out in Indiana. But it's, you, you always think, how many of these people are going camping? But they're not. They're just being delivered somewhere. Yeah. They're all by, by you know, by and a you truck. you see a semi-trailer with 40 of them on there and mm-hmm. stacking them three high. All the little ones. Yeah. I think they... They were all out for a while, and now they're starting to get them all back in because everybody wants to go camping and 
that's one of those things that it's kind of cool to do. And then you go a couple, two, three times, and then it goes and parks in a storage lot, and then mm-hmm. nobody uh, pulls it back out. Here I, a few years ago, for like a whole probably five hours, I got hooked on this extreme RV show mm-hmm. where they build those yep. giant buses. And it's like it's crazy that they even work once they, those big, huge ones yeah, with all the I wiring mean, was, that's in there. Like they were talking to the wiring guy, and he's got this loom as big around as his leg, and he's trying to stuff this underneath the floor. And I was like, all those wires are, it's like four colors, like yeah. a thousand wires. Yeah. I'm not going to be the guy working on that. Uh, you know, it's about like working on a DeLorean. There's only, they're all black wires with different space dots. Yeah. I think we gave up on that one because I'm not, <laughs> I'm <just laughs> not going to work with two dots, two dots, four dots, six dots, that kind of thing. It was, no wonder those. I'm glad those didn't last. I, 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 never I think they're seen, making a comeback. I never seen a car that didn't use any, it. Just all black wiring. It's like oh, what a nightmare. Oh, I've seen it. It wasn't factory, <laughs> but I've seen it. Well, <laughs> well, they got multiple colors. So those of you that are building hot rods, they got multiple colors. Try, try using different colors. Yeah, wire it right, please. Well, yeah. Wire I mean, it well, right. now it's so easy because you can just say, "I got a '69 Chevelle. I need a wiring harness for that," and they just all comes all ready to go for you. Instead of having to do it like the old days, like we did. You know, there's a company that builds those. They're called uh, painless wiring harnesses. Mm, really? And I've installed a few of them. They are not painless. No. Oh. <laughs> well, compared to what it could be. Yeah. Because when I rewired mine, we kind of did it all wire by wire. We yeah. did from here, pulled it all out, measured the length, stuck it all back in. Doesn't it look better, though? It does. And we did color code it when we did it, so we kind of knew what was going on. All the powers had red. Old cars are easy. Yeah, old cars are easy. That's for not sure. going to do that with a modern car. No, not, <laughs> not even close. And then some of those mid cars in the 70s and 80s that had all the aluminum wiring. Oh, what a nightmare. And boy, vacuum. Boy, if you weren't involved in that, boy, you are lucky, let me tell you. Vacuum. All right, 558-1110 the numbers to get in. We'll be back in a minute. Coming this fall to the CW, from the creators of Marvel's X-Men comes the next chapter in the MCU, The X-Mechanics. Yeah, The X-Mechanics. Featuring your favorite mechanic mutants like Mark, the Tire Rotator. They call me the Tire Rotator. Want to know why? Um, because you can rotate tires? Well, yes, that, that that is why. But I can do it really fast. I don't believe people have superpowers that cool. Prove it. What do you mean? I just did. Whoa! You didn't even see me. Featuring Bob as the Lubricator. Ooh. They call me the Lubricator. Need less friction and more heat? Well, just call me and I'll get you lubed up and ready to hit the road. Hey, uh, do you make house calls? What? No, I, I mean for your car. Like an oil change. Oh. What are you thinking? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, never mind. And who could forget everyone's new favorite me- mutant mechanic? Steve Buchanan stars as Captain Coolant. Captain Coolant. Hello, folks. No need to worry. Captain Coolant's here to make everything Tune in to the X-Mechanics this fall on the CW as they take on their arch nemesis, Fender Bender, and anti-freeze, and anti-freeze, anti-freeze. Okay. 
We are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558-1110 is the numbers to get in. Give us a call. Let's try to figure out that problem. Get you back on the road. Today's the day. Today's the day. We're going to head over to Steve. Steve's got a 2010 Hyundai Tucson. Steve, what's going on today? I'm on speakerphone. Is that all right? doesn't cause feedback, does it? Nope, we're good. Okay, uh, I called I called about a month ago, and I'm going to follow up on a problem I had. I'm the one that has a 2010 uh, Tucson that uh, the motor mount failed on. Okay. We called that a couple of months ago. Yeah. Anyway, what's actually failed, it's the three bolts or studs, if you call them that. They're spaced about an inch and a half, inch and a quarter apart. There's three of them for a four-inch piece that holds it to the part that um, latches on to the motor. Right. And uh, you gave me some hints about it could be galvanic corrosion or something like that. Right. The top is steel, the bottom is aluminum, and when I looked it up, they said there has to be an electrolyte available, which I assume when you guys mentioned it, it might be the snow-salt snow combination or the uh, brine that they put on would probably uh, aid the, aid the uh, instru- uh, start of that. And yeah. then you said something about Honda. Honda had a problem years ago. Uh, Honda, you know, <laughs> we've seen it a little bit with Toyota, too. Um, you know, they've kind of since redesigned some of that. But anytime that you've got that dissimilar metals, the steel going into aluminum, um, sometimes it comes out okay. Uh, the longer it goes along, it just gets stuck. It just won't come yeah, out. Bolt studs or whatever you call them, like either show like they're either sheared apart or pulled apart. I can't believe it'd be pulled apart. It must be sheared apart. So does that mean that the galvanic caused that or does they, they don't look different. They, the bolt studs don't look any different than normal, except they're like sheared in half. Mm. Yeah, I guess, you know, it, it, it takes a lot to shear those off. It all really boils down to just how stuck it is in, in the block. And at some point, they, everything's got a shear point that, and the tools are big enough, and you can get a big enough wrench on it, it'll come off. Generally, uh, when something breaks clean like that, it's either from being too tight or too loose is another possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking about, was thinking about improper design, uh, wrong torque specs, or maybe the metal of the bolts themselves aren't right great. Yeah, sure. you know, and there's a lot that goes into metallurgy. I mean, there's just, it doesn't, it's just not a, a steel bolt and an aluminum housing. There's so much other stuff that, that goes in there, the cocktail that they use to make aluminum or the cocktail yeah. that you use to make steel. Something in there maybe isn't just exactly the way it should be. It's, I, I'm sure they've changed that stuff. A lot of times you'll see, like I said, some Asian bolts are different colors because they have a higher higher concentration yeah. of a different metal in there to keep that from happening. So, I'm yeah, gonna, I wonder if it's, since it's 12 years old, they've corrected the problem. Maybe it's probably possible. probably because they see that you know. You said, you said, I'm I'm you not said the had problems. Um, not specifically right off the top of my head that I can think of. Um, but they they all have a little bit of that kind of problem somewhere, and then I'm sure they've changed it. I'm not. Right. We're not generally the metallurgist that can figure that particular problem out. It's uh, we just go by kind of what we've seen and what we. Yeah. But I don't think I've seen too many autos do that. Well, I used to be in the steel business where they made beams and stuff for uh, buildings and columns, and I. <clears throat> I would three. I would think three five sixteenths bolts spaced an inch and a quarter apart would not shear very easily. No, yeah, I would agree with that. With a four with a four cylinder engine. Yeah, yeah. 
It was, uh, yeah. it was, it was a design issue. Maybe it was the guy's first week that uh, he's no longer in that department. We can hope. Yeah, we can hope because we, like I said, we just see the end result of what we got to fix and how we got to handle it. So, yeah. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll let you know maybe if something comes of it that it was, uh, it, it damaged the uh, transmission stuff below yeah. that, so that like yeah. a thirteen hundred. Uh, yeah, I agree. I appreciate you keeping in touch, Steve, and I appreciate the call. All right, we're going to head over to Jim. Jim's got a uh, 2010 Hyundai Elantra. Jim, go ahead. What's going on? All right. I have I received a letter uh, a few weeks ago in the mail about uh, of a class action suit against um, or the Honda or the um, Elantra that some kind of um, module in the dashboard shorts out and causes uh, fires. And it said that it was somehow related to the uh, anti-lock braking system, but the module was under the dash that shorted out and caused fires. Have you heard anything about that? I never did. And they wanted to know if I wanted to uh, join in their class action suit. Well, as that particular car, have you had it back in for the recall at all? No, I've never uh, received a recall note for that issue. You know, it's hard to keep up on all the recalls, I'll be honest with you. Um, there is a, a NASHTA website you can go to. Um, it's, uh, I can't remember, all the, the N-A-S-T-A. I can't remember what, exactly what it was. I had it written down at one point. I think I had it saved on my computer. But you can, uh, you can go in and check for recalls and see if that car is there. Maybe, you're, maybe you've got a broad, uh, maybe they're sending out a letter to just a broad amount of people to see if, to kind of get you in there. You need to probably find out if your car is one of those specific cars. That's what I would do first before I would pursue anything with that. You know, um, they're just trying to get as many people to join it as they can, obviously. And it's an easy thing to do. Um, Now, I have another question related. uh, Can the anti-lock braking system uh, feature of this car be uh, discontinued, eyes out, driving today? And the street was barely just a little slippery, but the um, throbbing anti-lock thing went on, and I, I found it was just a nuisance. Could that be disconnected? Probably pull a fuse. Probably pull a fuse. Um, it's You're something each deal in, with the light and everything on. But right, you have to deal with the light on. All, most all those systems are two separate systems. You got the hydraulic system, which is the normal brakes, and you got the electronic, which is the analog. Um, and it, it is kind of slick out today. So uh, when you did that. When it would, you know, the analog kicked in, it probably needed to do it. So, mm-hmm. it saved a lot of people from crashes. But can can you get rid of it? Probably, but you'd have to take it to some mechanic to be able to to pull a fuse, and maybe he can show it to you. You know, we don't generally, as a rule, at, at our garages, we'll you know disable any kind of safety devices. You know, you can maybe show you how to do it, but you get yeah. to you get to do it yourself because we, we we don't want to be involved with you getting hurt. So we didn't. We didn't buy the car new, but it's been a really good car for us. We, mm-hmm. We've had one issue, and that was the steering column. A little rubber gasket way down at the end of the steering column got worn out, and it made the steering wheel kind of click and the jerk when you turned it. And they, yep. they fixed that. Yep. But he said that was a common problem. Very. The mechanic oh, yeah. Yep. Very little star wheel, common rubber 
problem that went bad and and uh kind of an interesting way to, to that they did but yeah we, we've done a lot of those over a period of time so okay I, yeah. I like listening to you when i can and uh uh the hyundai has been a really good car for us thank you yeah yeah well i appreciate the call and, and yeah check that nashta website it goes through all the recalls um a recall that has fire in the words is an everyday occurrence yeah so uh, they put fire in there to, in order to draw attention to it, I think, and it gets people in, and it That's should. That's a big red flag. Yeah. When we get back Nobody from, wants to be on fire. No, when we get back from break, we'll do a, a little bit of an article I found on, on the EVs and that thing, too. So 558 uh, so 1110 is the numbers to get in. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back in a minute. All right. We are back in the Mr. Mechanic Show. 558 1110 is the numbers to get in, so we can answer that question before the, uh, the end of the hour comes comes up so uh, we're gonna head over to tory tory's got a general tire question tory go ahead hello good to speak with you yeah i have a question on tires i've i've had over the last about four years i've put tires on about three different vehicles and i keep having a reoccurring issue it doesn't matter which vehicle i put the tires on when I get the tires back, all of a sudden, all the valve stems tend to start working loose, the valve cores. Has something changed in the manufacturing of the valve cores in the last five, six years? No. No, not really. It kind of all depends on, you know, I, I guess there's two ways to, when you do tires, there's two ways to do it. You, you take the valve cores out, and if they're putting them back in, maybe they're not putting them back in as tight as they can or should. Um, you know, we usually put them in and kind of snug them a little bit. There's a certain, you know, we don't torque them by any means, but there's a certain, you know, when you know, you know, when you know, um, or, yeah. or what we normally do is uh, a lot of times these aluminum sensors get damaged and get bent a little bit. So you can't really pull the valve's core out because they're stuck. And then you kind of technically need a, another tire pressure monitor. What we do is have a little tiny tool that actually we screw onto the, like, looks like a valve cap. And it just pushes the air down, pushes the the uh, core down, and lets the air out. So it doesn't. Nothing really gets pulled in, pulled out. So we don't use. Every once in a while, you'll have a valve stem that you put in. Um, I've had this where you buy a brand new valve stem and it, it leaks right out of the box, and you have to tighten it up because they didn't tighten <laughs> it up very good at the factory. That's a possibility. Um, yeah, right. I've had that more than a few times than anything else because you figure it's brand new. You did you uh, put a valve stem in, and you shouldn't have to tighten it more, but you do. So okay. no, that's about it. I mean, I've, I've even I've even went and had to put different valve cores in the tires, and have been unable to get it to stay tight before. Yeah, that's why I'm asking the question. Well, what kind of car are we talking? Do you have yeah. metal valve stems, or do you have rubber valve stems? Just rubber valve stems. Just a regular valve stem. Hmm. Just, I mean, nothing special on the vehicle. Just, you know, Chevy or Ford or whatever. I, okay. I agree. No, I've not really had that problem. Not unless, that, you know, unless I they mean, got you a, see it I've once had, in a while, but I haven't really seen an epidemic of it. No, no. Every once in a while, we'll see that, and not unless you, wherever they maybe they bought some valve stems, they bought you know five hundred thousand of them, and they're still going through that box that had problems. That's a possibility, but by and large, right. no. So bought tires at multiple locations and have this problem. Yeah. Well, the, so the only other possibility, if you're tightening them, and you know, if you go around with the tire uh, core tool and you tighten them up, and they're coming loose, 
you kind of wonder who's loosening them. That's my next. Yeah, they don't. You kind of wonder loose. who's loosening them. Because no, that's just not a very common problem. And we do, we do thousands thou- of tires a week. Thousands of tires. <laughs> yes, we do thousands of tires. No. I would, uh, you know, that's kind of weird. You, you think somebody's letting the air out of them, messing with you? I I don't think they were, but now I'm beginning to wonder. Well, take a little bit of uh, take a little paint like they do when uh, like Jiffy Lube does when they do with a drain plug and paint it on there and see if it moves the next time. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody won't be smart enough to put it all the way back to where it actually was. Or get but, one of those GoPro cameras. Yeah. No, but the answer to your question is car. no. We we have a handful of that over the years, but not an epidemic of it. At all, that is kind okay. of that is kind of weird. So, so well, I appreciate your thoughts. You bet, Tori. Sorry, I couldn't. You know, it's just the question is a question. So, nope. Yeah. All right, we're, we're going to head over to. Uh, all right, we're going to head over to Justin. Justin's got a, a Silverado. Justin, what's going on today with your car? Nope. Oh, we lost, lost him. We lost him. All right. Well. Well, now it's right. not going to get fixed. He ain't going to get fixed. You suppose he's on the side of the road? I hope. I hope, yeah. It's Hang on the side the of the road. Well, he better call back. All right, we're going to head over to Bob. Bob's got a question about uh, tires for summer. Bob, go ahead. Oop. Hang on. We're going to get over we to Bob. Had, we had a little uh, tied-up line there. Hold oh. on. They'll call back. Okay. Right, guys, give us a call back. Call oh, Bob, Bob and Justin. At least. Bob. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had a little... Technical difficulties, no problem. Well, we'll let's see it. who this is. Let's just, let's just have fun. I'm All right, hit the button. Yep, hit the button, and then we'll just say, "Good Hello. morning, good Mr. morning, Mr. Mechanic." Who's this? Oh, all oh, right. No. no, interesting. We'll figure that out. No big deal. I'm going to go over to an article here that I that I read here that was super interesting. I, I read across this and thought, well, this is you got to you got to hear this, Kyle. Oh, great. Okay. That means that I'm in this criteria. No, people. no, you're not in this criteria. I'm going to tell you you're not. So Perfect. There is over in a country, it's got Lavidia. Uh, I think I pronounced that wrong, but it's next to Ukraine. They're having a problem with uh, drunk drivers over there. Goodness. Okay. We don't want that. We, we all know about that. We don't want that. So the ones that are maybe, you know, 0.5 or not 0.5, 0. 0.8, 0. 0.10, they're mm-hmm. kind of, okay, you can't do that again. Anybody that is 0.15 or over, they they take their car. Oh, they just take it. That's it. What do they do with these cars? Well, they're gonna. They were going to, and what they had been doing is uh, just auctioning them off. And uh, you get 0.15, they take your car, they auction it off, your car gone. Whoa. Now, what they've decided to do is um, they're just going to take these cars instead of auctioning off because they had so many of them. They're just going to ship them straight to Ukraine. And they're going to let him use them over there. Here's a car. Here you go. Because yeah. if you looked at Ukraine, a lot, a lot of cars and stuff's all been blown up. Yeah, there's and, some uh, So the, here's an. Un, they're just going to send them over there. And the uh, it's about 800 miles to go over to there. And they they have moved. Um, Do they clean these cars out? I don't know. So far, they've moved about 1,200 cars over there. Well, I guess that's a good deal. I mean. Hmm. Hmm. 1,200 cars so far, and they, they expect to have, uh, you know, a couple dozen a week. Oh, I'm sure. Well, St. Patrick's Day's coming. <laughs> Inflation this week. 
Who so wants a Lexus? So if you really like your you car. You want a Ford Focus? Of course, what kind of car do you drive it? You know, I, we don't want you driving drunk. Obviously, we don't want that. That's why we did that. But, boy, to, that would have to be a deterrent, wouldn't you? I mean, how many cars do you have sitting at the house that you can go drive that way and afford it to just, uh, they take it and ship it to Ukraine? And you got to go 800 miles to get it back. And more than likely, the guy that you run across over in Ukraine is not going to want to get it back. Yeah, this is my free car. You can't have the free one. No, no. <laughs> and he's probably got a gun. So I suppose it's, uh, you know, there you go. So yeah. I thought that was an interesting an interesting way to deter people from drinking and driving. Yeah, we, I guess it works. We just take your car and we just either sell it or we just ship it straight to another country that needs it. And uh, they need it at this particular point. How do you think that, now i got to read into this. I mean, is there just like a car line, you know, like what we saw in the Great Depression, the bread lines? You just yeah. wait there. Oh, my car's coming in today. And you stand in line and you get it. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I suppose you do. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe it is kind of bread line. You go down to the, the local uh, railroad depot. Yeah, and you just hang out and wait on the cars together. Yeah. yeah. I'm waiting for the blue one. Yeah. You can have that one. Yeah, I'm waiting for the blue one's mine. I'm waiting on a Family Guy parody of this now where it's like a lone roundup or something, and here comes all the cars. And- <laughs> You gotta herd them out. Yep. Yeah. We'll. We'll. I'll read a little bit more in that article. I just thought it was fun. All right. Which way are we going? All right. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna get back to uh, all these calls in just a moment. All right. We are back on the Mister Mechanic Show. We're gonna shoot straight into the calls. So we get everybody's answered here. We had some technical problems, but we are back and going. Bob, I uh, got a question about tires. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Hey. Uh, Corvette C6, friend of mine said he bought this car, and he looked up the numbers of the tires, and they said they're called summer tires and not supposed to be driven unless the temperature is about 46 degrees. What do you know about that? Well, that's uh, that's a true statement. So the compounds wow. and the compounds and tires uh, can vary. So you know th- there was you know some I think. I think Corvette, I also know that uh, Camaro had some tires out, and the compounds are very, very sticky, and they just will, you just won't go anywhere. You, you just you just slide because the compounds need to get warmed up enough. There's almost like NASCAR tires kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You've got to take those tires out, and you've got to warm them up and move back, and that's why they're, NASCAR guys are always moving back and forth to try to get heat in those tires so right. if they stick. Um, so how would you know, other than looking up the number, you have no idea if they're that style or type of tire, right? Right, right. Most of it'll those be t- printed on the sidewall. Yeah, yeah. Everything that yeah, everything will be printed on the sidewall. Most of those tires are are here for the summer, but you know, most of the time they're kind of in southern states where it's not really an issue, and you don't have to worry about all season tires down there. So, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely a thing. I mean, Mustang. I, I remember we had a customer that had a Mustang that came out basically with track tires. They were just sticky tires. Mm-hmm. And he didn't drive that car at all unless it was in the summertime because, you, first of all, you're just going to gonna ruin a $400 tire just immediately yeah, because really. it's going to go You're so not going to go anywhere. And you're not going to – yeah, it's just going to spin. They just have to – it's interesting that they can get the compounds to just tailor just perfect and just right for what the season is and what they want to use it for. I mean, you get – So is that just on certain models or – Yep, yep. Sports cars, top-end stuff. Yep, yep. Exactly, like, like Camaro's got their top end car, like the Z, you know the ZR1 or not yeah. the ZR1, but the Z28, uh, you know the ZR1s and the Corvette. You're not going to find these on your Honda CRV. No, 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 or the Camry. No, no. Yeah, these, these are, are all high performance cars. Well, I learned something. Then. Thank you for your time. You bet. Appreciate the call. Okay. 
All right, we're going to head over to Alice. Alice has got an 07 town car. Alice, what's going on today? Hi, good morning. Can you hear me? I can. Um, I have a 2000 Lincoln town car that's in really good condition. It has only about 70,000 miles on it, but we don't drive it a lot. Mm-hmm. So the battery wears down, so I bought a diehard 6-volt, 12-volt automatic battery charger and maintainer. Sure. And the question I have, I put a brand-new battery in it, but I want to hook that up. You take the... You, you take the uh, connections off the post before you put the, the charger clips on, or how do you do you know how you handle those? Just for a maintainer? It should just for be little alligator clips. Yeah, just clip, just clip yeah. them on over your post. You don't have to take anything apart. Correct, yeah. I, don't... Just, I, I can just clip it like on the, the connection to the post? Yep, yep, yep. That way you don't and lose... That way you don't lose battery, battery power to your radio and your clock and stuff like that. Yeah, just put them on right on the outside. And you can leave that you can leave that on indefinitely. Yep, yep, because it's running only about a two amp trickle charge, which is hardly anything. Oh, okay, I appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. You bet. Appreciate the call. All right, we're gonna head over to Tom. Tom's got an eleven Toyota Tundra. Tom, what's going on today? I've got a remote start issue. Okay. I push the fob, and sometimes it goes, uh, but if it's cold out, it goes for ten seconds, and then it uh, kills off. Okay, on that truck was remote start factory or is this an aftermarket system uh i believe it's the factory i bought the car the truck used but okay. what's what's the remote look like it looks like you have toyota emblems on the on it or does it look yeah. like okay yeah all right, all right. okay well it, there's two different kinds and and if you're having one that's have an aftermarket put in and it has a problem then we're going to tell you to disconnect to go get a new one because it's hard to figure out where the problem is and you can't and that find system's part. already obsolete yeah the, the, the system's obsolete when you put it in and that's just the name of the game with the after that yeah that kind of deal uh but with is the, there any check engine light or anything on uh it's a toyota so it has a christmas tree of check engine lights that are on or different things that are on okay okay let's look into those <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna, you're going to have to look into that just a little bit. Um, you, if you just check a code at a normal uh, auto parts store, it won't get into that. You're going to have to get into a, a scanner that's deeper that gets into body codes and communication mm-hmm. codes and things okay. like that. Um, if it sees a runnability issue, it's going to cut that remote start out entirely. Right. For for example, let's just say that it's misfiring, okay, and it and it's it's auto started and it runs and it feels a misfire when it first starts up. It says ah, that's not going to work and it shuts it off because it's mandated that you can't really have an engine that's going to be auto started that's going to be misfiring out the tailpipe like crazy that's just an right. ex- that's just an example but something like that can cause it to go off well there are times that, that I started it and it runs but it seems like it only happens when it's the coldest weather mm-hmm. when I want it the most that's when I'm walking across the parking lot heading towards it and, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when it starts and it dies it runs for 10 seconds and it dies well, yeah, that might be what we have to look into. I mean, if you have a lean condition, you got intake gaskets shrinking, it's going to cause a runnability issue that that car doesn't want to see. Most cars out there, most manufacturers, if the check engine light is on, it won't allow that auto start to work. And it's it's okay. kind of an in, it's a they did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. They did that on okay. purpose because I, I we fixed a lot of check engine lights, especially in the super cold and the super hot. And that's when they really want it, and they say, "Well, I got to get that fixed now because I'm not going through." Yeah, this is inconvenient. It won't work. Yeah, I, I, I want to warm this up for the next three months. I want to fix this now. So that's how that turns out. Okay. Otherwise, they leave it on. 
So take it to a parts place and have them look at the codes and see if there's any. Um, or, okay. I I don't think you're going to find anything at the parts store that's going to that's going to get deep enough in there. Oh. You're going to have to have okay. a garage look deeper into that. You're only going to get okay. PO codes. You're not going to get the communication codes and the theft deterrent codes that, that you need to figure out what this problem is. Okay, I'll see if I can get an appointment, sir. All right. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Okay. All right. That's another quick hour. Kyle. It's gone. Yeah, another gone. So your Buchanan Service Centers, 50th and Dodge, 80th and Dodge. Stop in and see us. 558-1110 the numbers to get in next week. Get in early so we can get that call and, and get to you. I'm Bob. Kyle. We'll see you next week.